Welcome to the Lords of Loud. We're four music fans from Australia who've turned our old email debates into this podcast. I'm Lord Ben, and if we were the Beatles, I'd obviously be the smart one, but modest too. With me as always is Lord Brett, the funny one, only because we've seen him dance, Lord Kev, the quiet one, because he can't clip on a mic, and Lord Al, the cute one, with the perfect face for any podcast. And welcome back to the Lords of Loud. And thank you very much for joining us again on another exciting episode. I can't believe you're here again, but you are. There you are. There you find yourself. Haven't, mm. haven't learned a lesson yet. Are they actually exciting? Oh, they're very exciting. There was oh, a pause. Exciting. You there was a pause there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want justification. That's right. Go to the stats. Maybe later on. <laughs> what are what are our uh, what's our viewership stats say? A spike. Crickets. Well, anything above zero is a spike, really. So. That's right. apparently, apparently, there's a lot of it kickback about the someone putting the boot into Tori Amos. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, really? yeah, we've yeah. lost a, a whole lot of people. bunch of Tori Amos fans. In fact, there's a bunch of tar- Tori Amos fans outside the studio right now with, with <laughs> placards, uh, a picket line. How much do they cost you, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, on tonight's show, we're going to be uh, we're going to be travelling in the musical time machine, and after that, we're going to be because it's Father's Day, we're going to be um, talking about some of our father's music and yeah. things they liked and maybe some musical memories we have of, of them. So it should be a, a good show. Stick around for it. But, of course, before we do that, we've got to get into the, the uh, album of the week. And I believe, Kev, you've got an album for us. Lord Kev. Oh, do I ever. Um, yeah. In the spirit of um, reconciliation that we find ourselves in in these times, reaching out to my fellow lords and telling <laughs> them that... Uh, I have found that I do have an inner prog side, Ooh. and um, you know it's punk prog. <laughs> it's fast. I just got a little bit of a prog in my pants. Oi. Um, you know, um, the band is um, the OCs, um, and they released an album, um, 2017 called Orc, and you know, prog, orc, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, we're on a good start there. And I think it's very telling that that's the type of, you know, character that they um, picked. You know, this is not an elf <laughs> band. It's not a hobbit. No, this is not, you know, um, uh, yeah, yeah, some beautiful ethereal mm-hmm. um, sylph-like um, nymph. No, it's an orc. Yep. And it sounds like an orc. And it's a absolute <laughs> belter. Like, right from the first um, the first track, you're in for a ride, Um but yeah, it's punk. It's fast. There's 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 double drummers because it's huge drive, huge percussion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a, a drum solo break in the, about the ninth track that goes for about five six minutes. Well, that oh. sounds prog to me. Aye, and um, but yeah, the, there's a lot of uh, vocal effects as well, like um, speed it up, slowed down. You know, is there a, is um, there a consistent theme of the orc Middle Earth? Yeah, there's, there's things about you know. Being a warrior, and you know, yeah. when do we feed, and all this kind of stuff. Okay, but there's also, you know, some really scarred um, uh, concepts about you know borrowing cigarettes off people and things like that. So you know, <laughs> so orcs have needs sort to of slip, slip out of character yeah, there a little bit. Yeah, do yourself a favor, check out the OCs, sometimes known as OCs, sometimes known as various other names based around that kind of main title, but um, orange yeah. juice. Yeah, they're a, they're a lot of fun. They are. They really are. So, mm-hmm. the album's the Orc. Very or good. Orc, just. And, um, yeah, right. it's, it's on high rotation this week. 
go to our sponsor Spotify and find that on there and <laughs> have a listen to that. But speaking of our real sponsor, tonight's sponsor album is Country Yodelers. Oh, and Australian Country Yodelers. Australian Country Yodelers. And oh. this is, the subtitle here is Part of a History of Australian Country Music. So this is very part, much a political part of a hi- part of a history of Australian country music. This is this was yeah. a political ploy here to remind country fans that yodeling was an Australian <laughs> was part of Australian country music as well. That's right. Okay. Right. A desperate oh, plea. It's a desperate plea to remind call me, people. Call me an editor, but it sounds like they're saying there's just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> just like so right. at the Eureka Stockade. The yodeling there. That's right. It was, uh, it was heartwarming. I've so heard. this is on. This is this is straight up on one of the biggest labels ever, EMI here. Um, oh. And this has got this features some of the best yodelers Australia has to offer. All the big names are here: Tex Morton, Buddy Williams, Smile and Billy Blinkhorn, <laughs> <laughs> Smokey Dawson, of course, Slim yes. Dusty. So you're not allowed to have a country music album in Australia without Smokey Dawson on there. So that's right. They've checked that box. Slim Dusty, Gordon Parsons. Dusty Rankin, June Holmes, Tim McNamara, Les Partell, Lily Connors, and of course Ron Peters. Who can't forget Ron? And he, and he does call. You, he does call of the Valley on here. Dusty Rankin is on there. Yeah, Dusty Rankin's here. Oh, yeah, okay. he's here out on the rain, out on the Queensland ranges. He does. Written a song written by him as well. I think there should be uh, a, a few of those artists should have more um, adjectives. Like there's a few smokies right. and dusties, but mm, scabby? Sure. Could you have scabby? One-eyed, <laughs> one-horned, <laughs> flying, dusty Pete. Yeah. Putrid Pete. Yep. Shoeless Michael. And who yeah, put like that it. album out? <laughs> so this is on EMI. Who? Um, EMI? Yes, EMI? Released on EMI, EMI Australia. This is a mono release, wow. another EMI. collectible. Uh, so it's a Columbia EMI. It's a hell of a cover. Can collab. I just say? They, 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 yeah, they, they've, really, they've really gone all out. They've got a... If you've got some five-year-old to do a pencil sketch of a couple of old country yeah, yodelers on the cover, right. captured um, no expense uh, spared there. Yodel. In pain, yeah. Now, now I know our audience. Sorry, I know I know the one person in our audience will be screaming out for an episode where Lord Ben explains why yodeling music went from the Swiss Alps, yes, to country music, to the Australian countryside. Yeah, how the hell does that happen? Yeah, that might be a summer series coming Quite up. <laughs> Strap yourself in for that. Specialising <laughs> just in yodeling. Lord Ben's history of yodeling. A micro series. Absolutely. Brilliant. Mm. All right. Well, this is this is very exciting because this oh. is a brand new segment that we're, we're trialling here. Could be the last time we do it. Um, I love these brand new ones. That's right. <laughs> we have two dice. And don't we love dice on here? Oh, you, you remember our famous segment, Alpha, um, Battle. Alpha Battle. Yes, Jesus right. dice. So we've gone back to the dice again. This time we have two dice, not just the one twenty-six sided dice. <laughs> we have two dice here. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are they six sided? One's oh. a four sided dice. <laughs> so is it only in two dimensions, or? <laughs> The other is a, the other is a ten die, ten sided dice. What's oh, that? Yeah. Deca, dodeca, dodeca, no, do, just a decahedron. Just a decahedron. So, okay. The other one's a tetrahedron. I think you'll find that's a rumble thump. <laughs> yeah, the technical name. All right, so <laughs> a kid for what? One, di- one dice. <laughs> one dice has six, seven, eight, and nine on it. Mm-hmm. The other wow. dice has zero to nine on it. So it's okay. 69 days. So we're going to throw one dice and the other, and we're going to come up with a year randomly. I think I've been to this party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Everyone put your keys That's in the it. dish. Uh-huh. And we are going to 
jabber on about our memories from that particular yeah. year. All, All right. right. So a random number generator. Yes. Uh-huh. That'd be another way to see it. So with that, <laughs> that's right. So without further ado, here we go. Rolling the dice. Rolling the dice. And the year is... God, they were silent. It's an eight. <laughs> he rolled them on the an carpet. An eight. An eight. So that means it's in the, from the 80s. It's in the uh-huh. 80s, yep. Well, you, you're getting the picture there, Brett. That's excellent. Sure. So it's an eight. And let's roll the other one. And it's a it's a four. 1984. Four. Or it could be 48. Ooh. Wow. 1948. What's your favourite memory, Brett? We did not... We did not <laughs> We did not plan that at all, but how appropriate that it's 1984 in this current climate. That's Mm. right. Brilliant. All right. Who wants to kick us off with some memories from 84? Well, the big one, of course, is uh, Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh. Is that 84? Yeah. That was 84. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this relates to the second segment. Uh, uh, Young kids, we all said to our dad, Dad, can you, because my dad worked in the city, can you pick up this single because we're Mm. going to raise money yeah. Or the poor mm. people in Africa. Yep. And my dad said, why don't you just give them the money? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks, Jimbo. Wow. <laughs> the Grinch the Grinchy stole. Do they know it's Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just fly my two dollars across to Ethiopia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you talking wow. about? That's okay, nineteen eighty four was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I guess if you think okay. of all the people in that room, mm-hmm. then potentially you're talking about the 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 echelon, you know, top echelon yeah. of the of the UK, mm. plus Bob Geldof. <laughs> my my memories from from that period are, are a bit hazy because I was so young. Uh, well, you know what they say: uh-huh. if you can remember nineteen eighty four, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really there, but then I'm often not really there. <laughs> um, but I did have a, a, an album which was part of a big series um, that was very popular. It's called Now That's What I Call Music, and this was Now That's What I Call Music. Three, <laughs> and, and they got up to like nine, you know, yeah. nineteen, yeah. twenty by the time I was a kid. But I release one every month. Yeah, and, um, but this one was a bit of a belter. It had um, Thriller by Michael Jackson on it, as I recall. It had Cindy Lauper's Time After Time, <coughs> um, Laura Branigan, Self Control. Who can ah, who forget Laura? Um, and you know, and, and a bunch of other stuff. It was like, yeah, it was a year that I sort of remembered. Um, yeah, Frankie goes to Hollywood being huge. Yes. I think they came out around then, and um, I'm pretty sure Relax was released that year because yeah. it's end of primary school for me. So right. um, uh, yeah, that was well, a just big. So, so you're into clubs already? Well, we knew something was up with that song. We didn't know what it meant. <laughs> All right, it was a bit like Wham. We didn't uh-huh. know what they were getting at uh-huh. with Wham, and we didn't know what um, Frankie and goes to Hollywood were getting up. Get, getting out with you know relax don't do it when you want to come and <laughs> probably just as well uh-huh. uh, you know uh-huh. that's the way it should have been but um, we all loved the track we all knew it was a bit dodgy and everyone had the t-shirt and parents around the UK <laughs> must have just been weeping into the <laughs> cornflakes at the sight of it anyway that's my loose, right. well I've done us all a favour here and I've mm. quickly looked up the Billboard Top 100 and for 1984 this is the Top 20 songs alright Okay. So You're going to prove me horribly wrong. No, no. So at 20, at 20, we've got Laura Brannigan with self-control. Oh. All right. Then we go down to the romantics, talking in your sleep. Mm-hmm. We've got the Pointer oh, Sisters right. jump. Yes. We've got Cindy Lauper time after mm-hmm. time. Duran Duran the reflex. Cindy Lauper again with girls just want to have fun. You've got Springsteen with dancing in the dark. You've got 
Someone called Denise Williams with Let's Hear It for the Boys. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yes. Footloose. Yes. Footloose. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got uh, Lionel Richie with All Night Long. Mm-hmm. I guess um, that means Kenny Loggins was on there. John Waite, Missing You. We've got Culture Club, Come a Chameleon. You've got yeah. Ray Parker Jr. Of course, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, massive movie that year. Wow. We've got Yes with Owner of a Lonely Heart, their big yeah. pop hit of the 80s. Yeah. Yep. Lionel Richie with Hello, Van Halen, Jump. You've got Phil Collins against All Odds. You've got Kenny Loggins with Footloose. You got Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney with Say Say Say, uh, Tina Turner. Yeah. What's love got to do with it? And Prince number one with When Doves Cry. I mean, oh, it was holy dude! What a massive year! Yeah. And that's just the top twenty. When you go back further, there's just everyone under the sun. There's Billy Idol, The Rhythmics, Billy Joel, Cars, Livy Newton John. Yeah, Livy's on the Chicago. You know, Hard Habit to Break. You got more Pointer Sisters, mm. Genesis. I mean, it's just crazy. So my memory of, of nineteen eighty four, Billy Idol. Uh, is in Australia and he appears at the Countdown Awards, and uh, uh, this was it was live to air. So, so when Molly Meldrum asked Billy, uh, uh, "What have you been up to?" he said, "We're having a lot of sex down here," and it just went straight there. And I just remember sitting in the, in the room going, "Holy hell!" Billy Idol's just said he's having sex. Um, what is the sex? What is the sex? That's right. <laughs> What a, what a, what a great thing that that they hadn't they hadn't thought because you know Billy mm. Billy Idol came with a bit of a reputation of being yeah no did, really didn't mind a bit of the powder <laughs> so he's he's partying on and Molly just <laughs> so because he was off his chops anyway mm-hmm. what a great thing that's fantastic well well for me uh, like the end of like August eighty three until about August eighty four I guess I had the uh, uh, unusual privilege of being in America. Um, our family lived there for a year. So when you're rattling off all those songs, yeah. I was also watching it on MTV, yeah, well, yes, which was, you know, fairly yeah. new. And it was you just fledgling, I mean, yep. Yeah, so many of those artists were Americans. That's when so they just, still used to play music. Yeah, you know, so I remember, you know, you saying, you know, loner of... That one, the S song. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, watching that film clip and, yes. you know, that was... Into, like... Before we went to the US, we'd see things on Countdown. Yes. But that was, you know, once a week type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And we'd see like, hey, hey, it's Saturday, might play a couple of clips yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, not, not in Canberra, mate. Oh. Not in Canberra. We didn't have hey, hey, Saturday. <laughs> Jeez, okay. <laughs> Settle down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it was suddenly yeah. uh, music, culture, especially video on yes. tap. Yes. yes. It was yeah. just, wow. in, yeah, an incredible year. So. Yeah. And, yeah, and speaking of that, Owner of the Lonely Heart is a Godly and Cream uh, video, and I, I remember it was just right. yeah, yeah. just one of those ones. Yeah. You know, again, you're right. You're in the pocket now because um, mm. uh, uh, Michael Jackson's uh, uh, done his uh, Thriller video, so yeah. everyone's understanding that the video. Me out, so. The video is important, and it was the extended. You know, the yeah. really extended yeah, version. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, yeah, magical times for for videos. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been uh, Googling where we're talking here. Actually, um, Rolling, Rolling Stone's review of 1984 describes it as pop's greatest year. Yeah. Well, it says that it was the year to, that pop stood tallest. And flicking through some of those singles, you go back, I mean, yeah, you've got Prince and all those characters getting around. You've also got Depeche Mode and yeah. Dead or Alive and Sunglasses at Night. And, yeah. you know, that's, again, just a skim. You know, Tears for Fears, like Bon Jovi are big. And, like, you know, just... Yeah, yeah. This is Break kind dance of like, was a big thing as well. Yeah, when yeah, it, in, yeah, at yeah. least in the US, like they had, you know, I think at least one 
one movie come out, if not two. Yeah. There were the compilation albums. I think I mentioned like early on in the in the podcast that yeah. you know, it's like, oh, I got the breakdance, you know, compilation album from <laughs> KTL. You know, pop it on. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you some moves, <laughs> Mum, Dad. <laughs> I feel like '84. Sorry, was the height of that period too, where you'd get you'd get. Remember those cassette sets you'd get cassette sets where it was like you'd open up it was like a folder and there'd be like eight ten cassettes yes. in there right yep. but it was all covers of the popular hits of the day yeah, like yeah, it was massive yeah. to, ha- to have those things of just mm. you'd have some random people just doing covers of the big hits, <laughs> the big you hits. and like because obviously someone would see that and you'd get value because it was just like this whole all these cassettes for you know probably half the price of the actual <laughs> album of the mm. you know, the people who did it Oh, it was disgraceful. But anyway. <laughs> and and uh, 84, uh, now that probably would have, in excess, Listen Like Thieves might have been, I guess been that, their big yeah, thing Yeah, you're then. right. And I think the thing that strikes me is that um, time to time I'll put on Duran Duran for the kids in the house and I, I put on Planet Orphan the other day yes. and um, Hazel was around the rest of the weekend. Look now, look all around. <laughs> I was like, ha, you see? You take your Eurovision and stick it. And it was like, yeah, but the characters, those pop, um, characters were yeah. made to be pop stars, right? They wanted to be pop stars. I mean, Morrissey and the Smiths were getting on to, to Top of the Pops around that time as well, and there was this kind of clash of all yeah. of that, you know, different types of music. You know, yes. you would have had Madness would have been big and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was you, all about you, the image. Because of MTV, you know, it became all about the, you had to have the, the wackiest the image. police would the, have been mm, huge. You had to have some, mm. something that differentiated you from the rest, and that's why you had... Mm. The characters from like Dead or Alive, and then Madonna's mm. doing her thing, and mm. Jackson's doing his crazy. Yeah, the new romantic stuff. guys, yeah. you know, and yeah. you, you only have to look at that, you know, um, that classic um, Band Aid video that you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just a catalogue of of you know Prince again, like a huge character, Cindy Lauper. Mm. You know, they they yeah. they had this image for themselves, and um, yeah. yeah, that's just it. Just seems like that doesn't carry over to this mm. day. But I mean. They're not speaking the language I can understand, I guess, and that's what we've talked about a couple of times. But um, yeah, I've also yeah. got to give a, uh, a shout out to my sister who, um, because of the lower driving age over in the US, uh, she would get a lift with um, one of her friends to high school. And after 1984, Van Halen got released mm. every day. That's what they listened to in the car. Nice, so. nice. <laughs> Well, well Gremlin, uh, Gremlins came out that year as well. Great. Well, there you classic go. Classic 80s yeah. film. Oh, yeah, Gremlins, Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, the LA uh, Olympics, 84. I think yeah, it was Return of the Jedi. Union yeah. boycotted that. Yeah. Return um, of the Jedi, Jedi was 83. 83, 83 yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but but <laughs> Fluoro clothing Sorry. was in. No, no. <laughs> You're in the no, zone. No, I just remember watching it there. Like that movie marathons, you could stay at the movies all day yeah. and watch. Nice. You, know, you can make a mistake about music, but don't get Jedi wrong in front of Ben. Because this is this is worse than Led Zeppelin. He will have your head off. Take a saber to you. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, eighty four was uh, were fluoro fluoro clothes. Oh, gotcha. You know, um, because they hold shoes life. You know that yeah. whole t shirt and well, Careless Whispers came out. Yep, uh, in that uh, in eighty four as well. Yeah, good um, hair era, Brett. You would have. Been <laughs> on. Yeah. What, was, what was your yeah, hair well, doing? How was it? You go all you go all those um, uh, uh, bands. You know the, that that neuromantics era was coming through, uh, and probably starting to tail off then. But 
Oh, yeah, the, the hairstyle she could have. Would have oh. been, it would have been the greatest year ever for, like, hair product sales, oh, surely. That's <laughs> right. Well, no, 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 it was just all gel. That's all you could buy gel, was gel or gel. hairspray. Yeah. That's all you Well, well you'd notice shortly after that, that there's clear a lot of news. Gels. Yeah. A lot of news about the ozone layer and the whole... Mm. Yeah. No so, coincidence. You reckon mm. 1984 Mostly Brett. I reckon there were a few decades <laughs> contributing. It was a hole directly above Brett's head. That's right. His own... Really? His own damage zone. Well, the hole was biggest in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Oh. Directly over <laughs> Brisbane. Hey, it's like good. a seagull, you need a you need a lot of <laughs> exactly. gel and a lot of hairspray to get that going. Yes. Brilliant. All right. What a great year! What a great year! One well, of the great. Will years. we find another year ever? And and how one never. great? Some say is the greatest never. year. How random that the dice just kicked on that. Oh, one. beautiful! All right, well, we might do that Incredible again. Queen. That was a bit of fun. So, mm. okay, but let's move on now to. It's Father's Day, so let's... Uh, Happy Father's Day, Dan. Happy Father's Day to all mm. the fathers. Can I just... No, it's Father's Day here. I don't think it's Father's Day no, you're UK. Right. No, don't we don't care. care. We don't think you know. Do we care? No. no. Three of our listeners... Sorry, all of our listeners come from... No. Yeah, we, we, we have a listener. Just replay this uh, for those mm-hmm. overseas. Mm-hmm. Just replay this when it is Father's Day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Not that anyone really back knows. Back in sync. Because I only even heard about such a thing as Father's Day when I come over here. Oh, it just really? wasn't really okay. a big deal. And then I got really? here and like both Mother's Day and Father's Day are much more celebrated. Well, you know? So you're just heartless over there, what you saying? <laughs> well, now I've got to get out of jail for both days. And they come around and <laughs> I'm like, oh, we'll oh we don't celebrate. do that. Yeah. Oh, I'll send, send mum a card on, you know, uh-huh. on the Scottish one. And then the Scottish one comes around and I'm like, oh, I'll get one to her on the Australian <laughs> Who Absolutely wants to kick quiet. us off with a musical memory or a song or something? As far so this as is uh, a, this is music um, uh, that our dads liked. Yes, yeah, so this is and this uh, can be a yes. Yeah, I could probably kick us off. All right, I've got. Davey Holly, his band, The Bugs. <laughs> um, my dad was, um, yeah, he really liked Buddy, Buddy Holly, um, especially uh, because it gave him something to dress like. <laughs> uh, so he was tall and lanky and um, he had uh, dark hair and um, big horn rim glasses and, you know, the, the, the swept back, back yeah. in the day, you know, and I've yeah. seen a few pictures of him. He's definitely modelled himself. On on, nice. on Buddy Holly, so I, I know that um, he liked Buddy Holly um, to listen to. It wasn't so much that he would have the records on a lot, but it was certainly um, yeah, yeah, part of his of his thing. Yeah, and yeah, something cool. completely ripped off as soon as Morrissey went around. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, a, an a, an act that I associate with my dad. Very good, and it's interesting because because my dad, uh, you know, grew up in that era, and he, and as a young kid, dad would talk about the era of the bodgies and widgies. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yeah, men and women. And the bodgies were the were the blokes, and the widgies were the girls. And it's just a, you know, a little Whole bit rougher different. into that early rock and roll sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and and yeah, as a young kid, it's like yeah, whatever, dad, you, know, <laughs> you and your weird names, you and your budgies. and then at some yeah. point. You turn around, no, 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 tell me more, tell me more. What yeah. were you listening to? What were you, yeah. what were you Yeah, and, and Buddy Holly was, you know, a hugely successful act, yes. wasn't he? And I didn't yeah. really get That's that. He just like hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And then helicopter. 
Um, <laughs> but he did have a kind of he did have a kind of a, a look. You know what I mean? He had, yeah. he had a, you know, as, as as gentle it was as it was. There was something there you could sort of. Well, his was one of the he was first. A pop star. His yeah. was one of the first looks that really went outside of <coughs> the traditional, uh, yeah, rock and roll look that which was that Elvis sort of look. You know, with the with the duck's tail, mm. swept mm. hair, and whatever. He, and I know <laughs> again the Beatles, but he opened up the world for a lot of young people who th- who realised, oh, okay, so I don't have to look like Elvis to. Yeah. Be a rock star, you know, like he, I can wear glasses, I can, yeah. you know, not be the most gorgeous man on the planet to, yeah. and, and still be, you know, have a career and be a rocker and whatever. And, and write your own gear as well. That yeah, was write thing. your own yeah, songs, of course. Songs. Yeah. It's great. Yes, yeah, so that was one for my, one for my dad. Okay. For yourself, Ben? Um, yeah, well, my, look, my dad, he's, he's, he's one of those strange characters where he likes, he likes music, he likes good music and, and, you know, you'll find a song that, that hits him and, and he likes it, but he wasn't one, necessarily to you know go out and, and and buy an album of of something he liked it was more of a you know what was on the radio at the time and, and whatever he certainly had a penchant more towards country music um loves his country music to this day and uh, all the classic stuff from you you know right through from your cash through into the 70 you know, your Kenny Rogers even um and even to this day like some modern Australian country music um people like um um Kev Kev Carmody, yeah, Casey Chambers, yeah, he likes a bit of Casey Chambers as well. Um, but he'll listen to anything that's like you know he likes the Eagles, he likes classic rock, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the one song I, I picked out here is probably one of his favourite um, songs, and that is Sam Hall by Johnny Cash. Well, my name, it is Sam Hall, Sam Hall. Yes, my name, it is Sam Hall, it is Sam Hall. My name, it is Sam Hall, and I hate you one and all. And I hate you one and all. Damn your eyes. I killed a man, they said. <laughs> great, great Johnny Cash song. I think, I think that's the one he once played at his funeral. So yeah, for that line in the line. There you go. Um, but yeah, he, um, yeah, great song. Goes on to talk. Yeah, so he's, he's being hanged for for crimes and stuff. Mm. So classic Johnny Cash song. Al, what have you got for us? Uh, well, this was a little bit difficult. Um, is it, not, not is the it l- calendar go? <laughs> <laughs> not, not the least uh, of which uh, the problem is caused because my dad's dead, so I kind of ask him. Um, so, uh, thinking back to uh, to some of what we heard when I was growing up, there were things that there was obviously an overlap between my mum and my dad as to what they liked. Um, so we definitely heard the Beatles often. So, Sergeant Peppers was one of his Gosh. favourite albums. Yes. Um, he also had his proggy side, so uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, nice, quite like that. Uh, Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells, beautiful. Um, and I guess uh, kind of loosely related, Enya. Uh, sure. well, when he was in his you know later years, sure. So as, as he was starting to soften, he was starting to soften, starting to soften. Um, so um, we'll play a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> I can play it through. Yeah. 
That's only what, six minutes? definitely up there and I think for my mum as well she was still mm. quite a fan of it as well nice yeah so, good one that explains a few things doesn't it yeah so that, so that was that was one side of daddy I had you know okay. the, those types of things very good well, well my dad uh, my dad's a bit of, of a performer and classic story he told us was uh, that he was uh, on his honeymoon down the Gold Coast and um, uh, they were they went out to dinner uh, with my mum's brother and the brother went up to the guy at the piano and said, honeymooners, honeymooners. So the guy guy says, oh, I believe we've got some honeymooners in the crowd tonight. And my dad stands up, yes, yes, yeah. And the, and the guy says, you know, so uh, give us, give us, you know, your girls, your wife's, you know, wife's favourite song or whatever. And so dad, dad says, uh, Cliff Richards, um, when the girl in your arms is a girl in your heart. The guy said, I don't know that. Can you come up and sing it? My dad got up on stage and sang to the crowd. Right? Wow. And, um, and this rings true because uh, on occasion at some party, I would turn around, my dad couldn't play an instrument, uh, uh, but my dad would suddenly come up and someone would jump on the guitar and my dad would do a song. Nice one. Um, and so the song I've uh, picked is It's Whiskey in the Jar, the version is by the Dubliners because it's this it's the soft version, not the thin Lizzie okay. version. Um, but yeah, it's quite a sweet little folk tune. As I was going over the far fit Kerry Mountains, I met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting. I first produced big pistol and I then produced me rapier, saying stand. Be surprised if my dad didn't like this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he liked a good, you know, fun, fun thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. It was, it was a he sang in this nice little soft voice, but then it would, you know, the nice yeah. chorus. But I remember as a, as a young kid asking him several times, "What's a rapier?" Because uh-huh. he draws his pistol and <laughs> uh-huh. then he draws his rapier. Because I had no idea, I didn't know the other meaning that you could use for it. But it was, "What the hell is a rapier?" And my dad mm. telling me, "No, it's a little sword." Yeah. Mm, there you go. Mm. Very good. Well, I think old dads would love whiskey in the jar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, my dad's a, a similar, you know, type, you know, entertainer, performer. Um, he had he does this thing um, which I have thought about mentioning to you guys several times or, or doing as a, a a page somewhere. It's it's I call it a dad adaptation when he turns <laughs> a song into his own. Mm. Whatever the context is makes me joke out of it. And I've inherited that. Um, you know, um, 
so you basically the classic example I always tell people is we're sitting down to um, a meal out here in Australia, and um, here's fish. The fish arrives, and it's put in front of him, and he sings. It's just another bar of Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know that's that's how it works, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I grew up with this adaptation thing. So we loved songs you can make jokes out of, mm. like that. You know, um, mm. when he was feeding the dog, he had a few. He had Tammy Wynette's "Stand by Your Bull," or he had you know <laughs> Band Aid's um, Band Aid. Um, does he know? I'll feed the dog. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris always reminds me of that one. Feed the dog. <laughs> um, so, in the spirit of that, um, there's a few that I could have chosen, um, but I'm going to go with um, something that uh, um, he really loved his trad jazz. Like um, his friend of his, or cousin of his played in trad, trad jazz band, and especially later on. And for anyone that doesn't know, that's the kind of Woody Allen style, you know. 14 different instruments all going at once <laughs> uh, would drive you absolutely insane. But I'm going to combine it with um, Kenny Ball and his jazz men doing a um, great song from the Jungle Book, which was a huge family favourite. Um, I'm the king of the swingers, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cub. Stroll right into town and be just like the order man Cause I'm tired of monkeying around Oh, oopie doo I wanna be like you I wanna walk like you Talk like you You see it's true Yes, someone like me Can learn to be you Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. The banjo just as a rhythmic instrument. Yeah, it's just great. I love, I love the little um, the shouts out from the band. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the thing, you know, so much fun. And yeah, and you know, I can I can still see them to this day, sort of jumping around the front room, you know, acting that out. So yeah, lots of happy memories, and you know, it's a family favorite of our families to this day. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Yeah, well. Some of the best memories, musical memories for me, was driving in the car with 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 my dad, or um, yeah, you know, whether it was holidays or whether it was just you know everything from just listening to the local. Um, we had a channel called Two um, HD, which would play sort of your sixty seventies. It was that sort of you know, kind of stuff, and you know on a Saturday afternoon you'd be driving down to someone's house for you know, for a barbecue or whatever, and we'd have that on. Or whether it was going, we used to go camping out west of Newcastle where we lived, and um, we used to have to drive through his hometown to get to our camping spot. So as we came over the hill to the hometown, he'd always want to put um, green, green grass of home. Yeah. On. Um, but uh, and then we'd do these epic road trips from Newcastle all the way up to the Gold Coast, you know, because for anyone living in that area. Yeah, the Gold Coast was like the mm. the mecca of like you know, especially when, <laughs> especially you know, in the eighties when they started to get some theme parks and yeah. when Dreamworld opened up and that sort of thing. So, um, and and on those trips, uh, <laughs> I remember the one particular song that we'd all sing together in the car and and get behind. And I think at the time it was a bit like uh, it was the album had just come out. It was it was Shur's, uh the one where she's on the. Uh, the boat, the boat, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, um, but it wasn't that song. It was dressed uh, in gaffer tape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was another song off that album, which has become, you know, a, 
of a great song that we've we've loved to to sing over the years in the car on road trips. Um, and this is um, just like Jesse James by Sure. Um, yeah, on the same album. Yes, it just always reminds me of those um, those long road trips. He's strutting into town like he's slinging a gun Just a small town dude with a big city attitude Honey, are you looking for some trouble tonight? Alright You think you're so bad, drive the women for a while Shoot them all down with a flash on your pretty smile Honey, but you met your man That's a belter. Yeah. In the car, yeah. that's an absolute belter. Mm-hmm. I can yeah, yeah. Imagine, you'd be yeah. flying along, and back in the day, there's no air conditioning. It's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> windows it's down. A, it's quite out. a visual image I've got in my head of you coming over the hill there. <laughs> the train family just, oh, you can get yeah. it. You can windows, get windows it. down, hair flapping. Yeah. 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 So that I remember a couple of epic trips up to the Gold Coast or other places, and it seemed like the only two cassettes we had in the car was that one. And... Um, and the Billy Ray Cyrus album that had Achy Breaky Heart oh. on it. Ooh. So we just had basically those two on repeat. Nice. Yep. nice. Yeah. And yet oh, here sorry. you are. <laughs> there was one other. That's a long trip. <laughs> River of Dreams, Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel. There you go. Just to oh, top it off. Not his best album, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, my, I, I don't ever recall my dad singing. Um, the best he'd come out with was occasional try diddle dee dee. If he was, you know. And that was it. That's as far as he got. But he's always tapping along to stuff. Yes. Um, and I think the only time that I heard him sing was much, much later in his, I don't know, 50s or 60s when he, he was at church, at his church, uh, not his his church, but the church he went to. Um, and, yeah, you know, everyone got up to sing this song and I was just like, what's that sound? I turned around and I was just like, oh, my dad's singing. Ah, I've never heard him sing. There you go. Um, God knows why. Literally, I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, he was he was a big fan of jazz as well. Like his parents both loved jazz, and uh, so yeah, you know, Glenn Miller, yes, in the mood. He does a big fan of that. Uh, Benny Goodman, Win Masalis, yeah. Um, I think at one stage he, I'm assuming it was his pair of bongos um, that he passed on to me. Oh, uh, I think he had a bit of a uh, an interest in college, you know, slash uni. Yeah, I'm so. Uh, that would have been that would have been very bohemian. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Actually, it's funny you say. My dad had a pair of bongos as well. There you yeah, go. He did, yeah. did not look bohemian at all. Oh, okay. But you know, he he did some drama as well. And my dad, you know, there he you he go. liked his he liked his movies and you know and all of that type of stuff, but never saw him, you know, could think of him up on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gave you so yes, both he had, bongos. Hey? He gave you both of them. Yes, both. <laughs> Not just yeah. one bongo. Not just one Not bongo. Just one. Two one bongos. for you and one for your sister. <laughs> no, but he had, to, he had to share. Forever to share. Right. Red, red sparkly ones. How would you know when it was time to swap? Straight from the 60s. Yes, maybe he was having jazz cigarettes at college. Mm. Um, I think you can call them university cigarettes then. 
But they're all, uh, <laughs> yeah, good times I'm mentioning. Um, <laughs> yes, but he also liked classical music. And uh, But the one thing that was kind of a, a great mystery to the rest of the family was his love of stuff like Lead Belly. Oh. Um, who, if you don't know, Lead Belly was a uh, 1930s, I guess, was when he was at his height, um, ex-prisoner. He travelled around with some people who were recording a lot of um, folk mm. artists at the time, the Lomaxes, I think. Anyway, and uh, so this one is uh, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, oh, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, Black Betty, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, Black Betty, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, jump sturdy, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, jump sturdy, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, oh, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, oh, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, looky on a Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, looky on a Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, turn around, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, jump down, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, oh, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam, so it's all about Black, Black Betty. Bam-a-lam. Obviously. Um, so Ram Jam went on to have a... Ram, yes. <laughs> That's right. So that was... Yes, apparently that would be the one that would clear... Not that particular song, but Lead Belly would be the uh, the music that would drive the family out of the house. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but of course, massive influence on Dylan, Lead Belly, and other other yeah. folk yeah. to come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he did. I mean, that was... Like he, that wasn't the first version of Black Betty ever, mm. but I think it was one of the first recorded, yeah, like a traditional song. Yeah, yeah, ones, yeah, but right. yeah, he did other ones that yeah had more instruments than that guitar, sure, and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. great. So, so my dad, um, uh, I guess, musically hit his straps in the seventies, and um, so in in Australia back then, Neil Diamond was gold. Yeah. Hot August Night was the album you put on, mm-hmm. and uh, and if the, and if there was going to be a dance and the sing along, then you had to do Sweet Caroline, of course. <laughs> uh, that was just that was what you know. That's what you uh-huh. did. Um, uh, and my dad, uh, bless his heart, uh, somehow came across Footloose and Fancy Free, the Rod Stewart album. I think we're talking. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't slip it into his stocking. Did you? <laughs> I think I think hoping for a regift. I he came across it. Oh, I don't know. Whoa, where did this come from? How did I get this one? I think it's seventy six, seventy seven. Anyway, this because what's really interesting is it's all uh, starting to make sense now. I think he 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 didn't go back and look at the classics, and I don't think he stuck around much more mm-hmm. to get into the disco era. Maybe that's yeah, a, a godsend. One album, this yeah. one album, and uh, and so I've chosen and I've talked about it before. He would he would put this on on a Saturday morning to get us out of bed uh, <laughs> because it built it's a classic seventies organ he- heavy song uh, with a with a uh, an, an awesome guitar solo uh, and it's a cover. And so we had this old stereo system and it would be shaking this because it's really low. Mm. Shake the whole house. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably, probably about 8 o'clock. Dad's up. So, yeah, who? <laughs> Stuart on. Bloody Sun's old, up, the poor old neighbour's going, are you kidding me, Jimbo? Is that Cox again? 
But that I mean this is just classic 70s. Mm. It's just like Wakeman on the keys here or? No, no. There's a bunch of bugs here. Like a, he got the guitar and said, Can you do your best, Jeff Beck? <laughs> and, and, and of course, it's, it's an epic song. It goes for hours and hours and hours, and there's drum solos, and oh, yeah, it's just it's a great. It's early for that song, it really is. Like, are you struggling out in your pajamas? Like, on and everybody. Or my rice bubbles. It's just yeah, awesome. just have my breakfast? It's a great, and again, it's, it's one of those things where wow. where you look back at your dad and you go, "Well, I'll have a bit of that, not yeah. have any of that, but I'll have a bit of that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit, or forget about that." And there are just these classic little things that yeah. that um that I go, "Oh yes, that's a," it, you know, I mean, I, I love the seventies music, but I, but that you know for me is almost mm. quintessential seventies. Yep, I'll mm. take that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. All right. And on that note, I think we'll, we'll leave it there. So happy Father's Day to all of our fathers, whether they're here with us now or, or have moved on. Um, and I hope that everyone out there, all the listeners, um, all, the, all the fathers that are listeners, have a, have a very happy Father's Day as well. So thanks for joining us on another episode. And, uh, yeah, join us next time on the Lords of Loud. Lords of Loud is recorded at Zip Studios and proudly distributed as part of the Zenith Command Network.